everyone this is looking up with Danny today Sharissa and Shell and a special welcome to all of our listeners it's so good to have you here how are you today I Danny? am praising the Lord and excited to be back at Faith FM studios and uh, I'm very excited. excited you're back too very, very I thought excited. you were gonna say it's a delicious Wednesday oh, it's it's more than a delicious Wednesday <laughs> it's an incredibly amazingly beautiful delightful just Adorable Wednesday. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We just want to remind you of a few couple of things for the housekeeping of this program. First of all is you can catch up on any of our past segments of on looking up any of the past episodes of this program on the Faith FM website. In fact, I would encourage everyone to download the Faith FM app mm, because then idea. you're guaranteed to be able to hear Faith FM wherever you are. If you're in a you know low, if you're in a bad service area for the radio, you can still hear it loud and clear if you have the app. So yes, definitely encourage you to do that. Also, if you have a comment or a question, you will want to get this number to contact us on. You can call or text us here in the studio on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and we have a very Action-packed program oh, today. Huge, 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 huge. Yes, you can hear it already in Danny's voice. Oh, he is raring to go. He's Off got the charts. so many, Off the so charts. many news points to update us on, and and exciting revelations that he's had over the holiday break. In fact, we're just glad you're here right now because you you did have. The Rona. I did have the Rona, yes, indeed. So I've got a few things to share on that briefly. We're really looking forward to that. And speaking of sharing, uh, last week we were talking about aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. Wow. That that was a pretty amazing program. Yeah, we had um, Justin, my husband, in. And uh, actually we're going to contact him maybe in the next segment. Yeah. He has um, a little story to he's tell. He's had an encounter. <laughs> so let's there just leave it at that. He's had an encounter. No one's going to leave now. <laughs> and if you missed last week's episode, please get on the website, get the app and check it out. You'll be very, very interested. But speaking of sharing, what are we talking about today? Okay, today we're beginning a new series and uh, we are going to unpack God's final message of love to the world. Um, it's otherwise known as the three angels messages in the book of revelation pretty much in the heart of the book and so we're going to start unpacking that today and we're going to do this over a course of a number of weeks so i'm really really excited about this journey we're going to go on amen well we are too and with all of that said please stay and listen to candy and daryl coon quiet times and we're coming back with a whole lot of exciting amazing updates In a quiet room, how good, how good does it feel to be far away from the noise outside for a while, just for a while. Pray it easy to the Lord above. 
Nowhere is easy to find Nowadays there's people going every day Ask them and they'll show you the way You buy your ticket with pain And it's a one-way train Just give me quiet times in a quiet Just the Lord in my soul A little touch of heaven comes into me Wasn't that a sweet tune? You're listening to Looking Up with Danny, Sharissa, and Shell. I had to remember my own name there. And uh, look, we were just saying before the, the that beautiful song that we're happy that you're back, Pastor oh, Danny, because you I'm had so glad COVID. I'm back. Yes, I did have yeah. COVID. But do you want to share any learnings well, from your experience? Okay, learnings. All mm. right, learnings. Um, well, firstly, I thank God that I didn't get it too seriously. Um, really praise the Lord for that. Yes, praise God. Um, so, but it was really interesting how it all sort of, um, uh, I guess, unfolded. I was down in Melbourne um, for a trip. Before that, I'd been up sort of north New South Wales near Kingscliff. And on the way back, I was doing a, a road trip. I think I might have mentioned this last week, a road trip um, along the East Coast from Melbourne, you know, just hiking, hiking a, a number of the national parks. Um, and anyway, towards the end of it, it was um, I was supposed to be coming home on Friday. And on Thursday afternoon, as I was sort of nearing one of my final hikes, I was feeling exhausted. And I'm like, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm feeling exhausted. And then I thought to myself, Danny, you've like hit half a century. <laughs> Get over yourself. Of course you're going to be exhausted. You're old now. You know, you've just been doing like, you know, 20, 30 kilometers a day of hiking, you know, you're a bit, you know, you're, you're not spring chicken anymore. You're not like Sharissa and Justin, these guys, and Shell. You're not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> and anyway, so um, so didn't think anything of it. Um, and, yeah, so I did a few other things and so forth. Um, and then the next day, Friday, Friday, I started feeling fluey and I'm like, whoa, fluey. I'm like, hey, there's no way I could have got COVID. I was out in the bush. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where would you get bush? it from, a gum tree or? <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo. Kangaroo. <laughs> Maybe one of the snakes that I came across. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so so it was really obviously I stayed at caravan parks and chatted to a few people, but by and large I spent time on my own. You know mm. what I mean? Just hiking. Mm. Sometimes I wouldn't see a single person for like two, three hours. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm feeling a bit fluey. I ring up my wife and say to her, "Look, you know, this is how I feel." She goes, "Don't come home." I'm like, "What? Don't come home? Where will oh, you go? No, where will I go? I don't want to sleep in the car for the next like who knows how long." I mean, I'd already been sleeping in the car for about a week. Um, Anyway, so she says, no, go get tested straight away uh, before you come home. So that's what I did. I went and got tested, you know, up the road, place yep. called Rathmines, where I, near, near where I live. Yep. Came home straight into my office that's got, a, you know, the spare beds in there. And um, and she said, you're not allowed out um, <laughs> because none of them had it. You know, yeah. I've got, you know, my wife and two girls, you know, they didn't have it. They're all at home. And so they're like, we don't want to get it. And so they put me in quarantine straight away, no going anywhere other than my office for a whole week. Wow, you were in a box the, for a week. Just to the <laughs> toilet and to the bathroom, which was just around the corner. That uh-huh. was it. Not even outside in the backyard or front yard. That's amazing, you and poor it, thing. Oh, it was horrible. And yeah. then every time, every time I would walk out of my office and then come back in, they'd like literally spray half a can of that stuff, whatever it is that um, that spray stuff that's supposed to kill germs. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know. It just smells bad. Okay. Yeah, I reckon that impacted me more than the actual COVID symptoms. <laughs> just smelling that stuff going under the door. Yeah. But anyway, so um, look. To be honest, um, I really this is the first time ever that I have been cooped up in one room for mm. a whole week. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm very much an outdoor person, as you can tell. And I mean, I just spent a whole week of outdoors. That's right. That would have been really hard. Yeah. So the toughest thing was the mental. Yeah. You know, the mental strain, um, like physically. Yeah, I, I had some symptoms, a bit fluey, lost my taste buds and stuff. So. But the worst part was just being stuck in a room. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it felt literally that week felt like a month at least. Wow. You know. So anyway, uh, but the, but there was one perk, and that was room service. You know. <laughs> so I had room service, yeah. and so I would call up or yell out what I needed. They preferred me to call on the phone, so I wasn't yelling and you know, uh-huh. uh, what do you call it? Like sharing, like you know. Yeah, Whatever. sharing your gems. Yeah, sharing my gems. <laughs> Let's just call it for what it is. <laughs> um, anyway, and so um, but we have, after after the seven days finished, I asked if I could just continue room service for a little bit longer, <laughs> and uh, it was denied. Um, yeah, the answer, but it wasn't yeah. denied in just a nice way. It was like denied in like very forthright. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> did thought, you test negative? Um, yeah. Well, look. I went and got a test after that, and it sort of came out positive. And I'm like, but I can't sort be of positive. came out positive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling fine. I was feeling totally fine. So I'm like, I'm going with the health advice. The New South Wales government health advice is: if you're feeling fine, yeah, go about your business after seven days. Then I discover that there are people who eight weeks after they've had COVID continue to test positive on that wow. on that rapid antigen test. Wow. And that's I'm like interesting. I'm not staying in here for eight weeks. I'm like, I'm not doing any more tests. <laughs> I'm not doing any more tests. So um because yeah, you know, it doesn't always work well, and um, you certainly sound and look really healthy today, anyway, so, so that's good. So the only thing that I've got left over really and listeners will hear maybe from time to time is a bit of a cough. Yeah. You know how I have an annoying cough yeah, at yeah. times, you know, yeah. that that's the thing that's sort of lingering. <laughs> but then again, okay. really, I mean Sharissa Shell, I shouldn't be surprised that I have an annoying cough because my surname is Melen Cough. Oh yeah, true. 
Yeah. How appropriate. Yeah, so you're no longer COVID contagious, you're yeah, just so contagious not, in other ways. Yes, yeah, so I hope I can't pass it on to our listeners via <laughs> the airways. Yeah. I want to be contagious for the Lord. So well, anyway, that's enough of me. Yeah, well, uh, while you were away and cooped up in your room, um, we had Justin here on the program, yeah, my I husband, and um, he spent a bit of time looking up this week too. Oh, he was looking up. <laughs> Justin, are you there? I am here. Oh, well, I am here. Justin, Good to be with you this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, well, um, Pastor Danny, you and I have kind of switched places. I'm stuck at home now. <laughs> yes, Last week you're, when you're I was covering up. for <laughs> Yeah, that's right. When Tristan and I covered for you, our topic was aliens, UFOs, and Jesus' return. Yeah. And, um, well, on Monday morning at the beach, to passers-by, I may have looked like an unidentified flying object for a few yeah, seconds. Right. I um, was out learning to kiteboard just for fun. I wasn't planning on taking up the sport, but kiteboarding with a friend who kiteboards, a friend Ryan. Actually, Ryan, in case you're listening. And um, Ryan was teaching me how to use the kite on the sand. So I didn't have the board on my feet. Um, it was a pretty windy day. And uh, he showed me how to use the kite and strapped me into the harness and uh, I tried, did okay. And then all of a sudden, this gust of wind came out of nowhere and picked me up three or four meters and sped me up, felt like 30 kilometers an hour or so, and slammed me 10 meters away down into the sand, eight to 10 meters away. I kind of got into a mangled, you know, hit on my right side, left side twisted around, heard these Snapple crack pops in my lower back um, and uh, sand everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I thought, oh, no, I'm done for. <laughs> I'm going to need back surgery and my vertebrae are probably snapped and bulging discs. And I imagined all these things. And I started wow. praying straight away. Afterward, I was teasing Ryan. I said, that's how you know God's changed my life because I wasn't swearing when I crashed. I was praying. Because <laughs> he ran out thinking I'd be okay and heard me praying. And it's like, oh, no, you got to be worried. But, um, yeah, yeah, it started to kind of feel like I was blacking out a bit when I was walking toward my car. The lifeguards came and said, hey, just come get some oxygen. I did, and I felt better. And then uh, Sharissa was at an appointment, actually, so she didn't get to answer her phone. That's right. And um, <laughs> so they said, look, we'll just call the ambulance, and if you want to take the ambulance, we can. You don't have to. And finally, the ambulance came. I was like, okay, I need a ride to the hospital anyway to get scans for my back. So. They took me into the emergency department, the John Hunter, wonderful doctors and, and nurses there, really good uh, medical care. Um, I was so covered in sand when I arrived that I told them, I said, you know, none of you got to go to the beach today, probably, so I brought the beach to you. <laughs> Did you bring a shovel? Did you bring like a little shovel in a bucket? <laughs> so they could yeah. play in the sand? <laughs> that's all we're doing yeah, from now on. <laughs> that, sure. that's, I think that's a safer option. <laughs> Yeah, so they scanned my back, they did an x-ray, they did um, MRI, I think it was, and the doctor came and told me, look, you've got a fracture in your sacrum. I thought, oh, that's the lowest part of your back, below your spine. So thankfully, they checked my spine all the way down, and I was amazed. I was so happy when I didn't feel pain at the bottom part of my spine. So the MRI showed I have no ripped ligaments or bulging discs or damage to severe damage, just just a severe sprain of wow. some muscles kind of in the, you know, um, the hip area, the, the, uh, I don't remember what, what exactly it's called near the sacrum basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, but the doctor told me I had a fractured sacrum the next morning. So they kept me overnight. 
The next morning, because yesterday morning, he came in and said, look, I'm sorry, but the scan was a little funny in a certain spot, so I misread it. It's not a fracture. Oh. So, wow. Great job. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, um, yeah, they uh, kept me most of yesterday, released me home last evening. What was it, Sharissa? Seven o'clock you picked me up or something? I was so happy. You know, Danny, I don't know how... I don't know how you you did eight days in the room because I was in a room with like three other guys recovering from heart surgery for one day or a day and a half. And man, that was tough. When I got outside, I was like, wow, what a beautiful day. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Chiris is not trained as a nurse, but she's been doing a very good job looking after me. (laughs) Well, in sickness and in health. That's right, right now. And right now I just know that Wherever I leave Justin, he's not going to be moving too far from that spot. <laughs> you can be, you can be assured that you know where not, he is. You'll know where he is. Wow! Wow! Yeah, thankfully, no wheelchair, just walking with yeah. crutches, and Praise I think I'll be off crutches in a few days. So. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! And you know what? It's really interesting that um, you know I was watching this documentary of of, indi- of one individual there from the UK who had had a spinal. Well, yeah, it was an injury. I mean, he was he was in the Middle East as a reporter, and he got shot by um, by some yeah terrorists or, or Taliban or whatever they were. I can't exactly remember. Al Qaeda, actually, some Al Qaeda, um, and yeah, ended up in a wheelchair. And and what they were saying is that in the UK, you know, every four hours, someone someone ends up in a very similar situation. You know, they wow. have like, some serious paralysis from either a heart attack. Sorry, from either a stroke or an accident. So praise the Lord, mate, because we are yeah. we, are, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. But at the same time, um, you know, we are just so tender and fragile. Um, fragile. That's Life the word I was fragile. looking. At. Handle yeah. it with prayer. For sure. yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I'm so grateful to God. It could be could have been so much worse. You know, I'm just so grateful to God. It wasn't worse and. Um, I found a quote this morning in my devotions that says this, that all all experiences and circumstances are God's workmen, whereby good is brought to us. Mm. Let us look at the light behind the cloud. Mm. So even in this, you know, I've made some nice connections and and friends there and in the hospital room, who knows where those friendships may go. Um, But other people, um, and don't know how God may bring good out of this, but I trust that he will. And uh, we're going to look at the light behind the clouds. All things work together for good. All things work together for Amen. good. That's Romans. Amen. So Sharissa, Sharissa um, has asked me to ask, um, when do you think you might be able to start mowing? Again? And, <laughs> I um, and just doing those things that need to be done um, around the house. Just just wondering. She didn't want to ask herself. But, I, mean, I mean, yeah, we're on air, so if you don't mind. I'll apply, I'll apply, for, like, I'll apply for like one week of sick leave and then I'll be yeah, back. So, yeah. <laughs> Try milk for as long as you can. No dishes, no dishes, duties, no other duties around the house. So, so, yeah. Oh well, well, good to hear. Good to hear that you're yeah. doing a lot better and um and that wasn't that it wasn't serious. Praise the Lord, because um when yeah. I heard when I heard what you had attempted to do and what the outcome was, I was really fearful because uh, yeah. um yeah. yeah, it could have been much worse. Oh, anything could happen. Three, four meters up in the air, you know, at that speed. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah, you, you could have landed on your, yeah. on your neck or whatever, and it could have been right. a different story. So praise the Lord indeed. Amen. Mm. I'll come Amen. and check on you again soon, Justin. <laughs> don't, go, don't go anywhere, Justin. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to have Bless to go you. to uh, a song uh, here, a beautiful one, Spirit of the Living God. And then when we come back after the news and a couple of other things, we want to talk about the news, Absolutely. and uh, we've got a lot to share. We Lots of reasons. Do. Don't to go away. Up. Do Stay not go here. away. Yeah, don't move. Enjoy.
hear me? Is this thing on? Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Blake. You may have heard me on The Breakfast Show, and I love doing radio, but I hate mornings. So I've snuck into the studio to tell you I'm coming in to take over Faith FM every Thursday afternoon for a couple hours on my new show, Speak Life, where we speak life into every situation. Tune in. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Make sure you tune in to The Breakfast Show to Encounter God, play the quiz, hear great music and noteworthy news. All that and much more every morning on Faith FM.
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. listening to Looking Up on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon live and we are up to our new segment. We have so much to talk about here, at least I know you do, Danny. Oh, well, I've been away for over a month, so I've, I've been, been collecting. Piling up the stories. I've been piling yeah? up the prophetic news headlines. Oh, well, where do we start today? Well, um, I guess there, there, there is so much going on um, that people are aware of right now, which we're going to get to, including you know the religious discrimination bill and um, and all the goings on around that, and how that impacts uh, religious liberty and the prophetic significance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, before that, um, I just want to share share regarding um, an item that I look out for every January. So while most people are at the beach and having a good time and relaxing and on holidays, I'm thinking of my friends at the Doomsday Clock. <laughs> so um, those of you who know me, you will know. Did this know. all happen while you were in the locked up room? Or yeah, well, no. Um, you weren't locked yeah, up? Yeah, I think I, I can't remember if I was locked up or not. Um, that would but even be more Doomsday feeling. It feelings. was very Doomsday feeling. So <laughs> maybe I didn't tap into it because that would have been like I would have, I would have had a, a worse time in the, in the room, yeah, in the yeah. box. So, um, All right, well, what's the anyway, latest on the okay, clock? Okay, okay. The latest on the clock is that it remains at 100 seconds to midnight. So they didn't change it. They haven't changed this. For the Very last three years, for yep. the last three years, um, 2020 is when they uh, moved it from two minutes to midnight, where it was prior. Every year in January, um, these scientists, they're called the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. And so they they actually formed um, this 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 group um, of scientists, and these are some pretty knowledgeable individuals. There's like about a dozen Nobel laureates. Mm. So in order to get a Nobel laureate in science, you've got to be pretty good in your field. You've got to be very knowledgeable. Yep. So these individuals, um, they've come together 75 years ago. So this year is the 75th anniversary. It started in 1947, and um, based on what's happening in the world. They either move the clock further or closer to midnight. Mm-hmm. Now, this doomsday clock is simply a metaphor that they have come up with. And so the closer we get to midnight, that's doomsday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. the end of the world as we know it. And it's interesting that Jesus used, he used that metaphor of midnight to speak of his second coming. That's very true. Yeah. At midnight, the bridegroom will come. Yeah, that's in Matthew 25, verse 6. Mm. Um, at midnight, the cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. So it's interesting they're using biblical biblical language, the yeah. language that Jesus used. And um, so anyway, three years ago, they moved it to, um, to, uh, to 100 seconds to midnight, from two minutes to midnight to 100 seconds to midnight. And the clock's been going up and down. Over the last 75 years. So it's a different kind of clock. It's a different kind of clock. But uh, and, um, very interesting. It's been going up and down. Um, the furthest from midnight was 17 minutes to midnight. That was back in 1991. Do you know what was happening around that time, 1990, no, I don't know. That's when the Iron Curtain was coming down. That's when communism was coming down. Communism fell. So there was a lot of... Um, 
you know, there, there was a lot of positivity, a lot of optimism in the world that, you know, things were changing for the better, so on and so forth. The, you know, the communist East was opening up and uh, becoming more democratic and so on and so forth. So it was 17 minutes to midnight, but guess what? Since 1991, it's been 30 years, it's been going in only one direction. Closer to midnight. Every, every time, <clears throat> pretty much every time, uh, they look at the clock because every January they analyse, you know, what's the, what, what the world's been like the last 12 months and they either leave it as yep. they have yep. over the last three years or they'll move it, you know, closer to midnight or further away. What an exciting time to be alive because if at midnight the bridegroom comes, it means we're getting closer We are getting very close. Now, check Jesus this out. Yeah. All right, all right. This, all right, all right. Like, like they have a headline. They have a headline every year. Um, for their doomsday clock, okay, okay, as they okay. unveil it. Are you ready for the ready, headline? Ready. Check this out, my dear friends. This is off the charts. Now, if the rocks are not crying out, I don't know who is. Jesus said, if you don't listen to me, the rocks are going to cry out. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like, so here we go. We've got the pagans and the Philistines. They are crying out through the doomsday clock. And this is the headline, at doom's doorstep. Ooh. <laughs> what does that remind you of? Um, Did someone say, you will know when my coming is near, even, even at, at the door? They're using the same language. Amazing. Can you believe it? Yeah. At Doom's doorstep. But they're wrong because we are at Jesus' doorstep. Yes. At the second coming doorstep. Much needed doorstep. Oh, have mercy, have mercy. All right. Now, that was this year. Guess what last year's headline was? I don't know. You tell I'm us. telling you. I'm telling you. You cannot script this. Okay. You can't script this. You can't make this stuff up. This is just God is trying to tap us, not tap us. I think. You wake know, us up. Wake us up with a two by four okay. through, through, the, through these secular scientists mm. by and large. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at their Bibles. They don't know Bible prophecy by and large. And yet the language they're using is biblical. Check out last year. The headline was, here we go. It is 100 seconds to midnight. That wasn't the headline, but the headline was wake up call is COVID a wake up call? Yeah, was that a Times magazine as well? Yeah, no, that wasn't a Time magazine. That was a bulletin, oh, one, bulletin. The, the bulletin magazine. But anyway, that reminded <laughs> the Apostle Paul, First Peter, sorry, First Thessalonians chapter five. The Apostle Paul says, you know, be alert, wake up. You know, uh, the coming of the Lord is drawing near. You don't need to sleep as others sleep. You know, you ought to be awake and sober. He's using that same language. So what you're trying to tell us is that. Everything that we see happening around us in our world today is should be waking us up and alerting us to the, to the time that we are living in as being a very important and special time. Absolutely, absolutely. And then in 2020, when they first brought the clock to 100 seconds to, to midnight, guess what the headline was then? Closer than ever. <laughs> wow. Wow. And guess They're what? good at those headlines, aren't they? They are. And what? Romans chapter 13. Have a look at verses 11 to 14. Romans chapter 30 says, you know, our redemption is nearer now than when we first believed. Amen. 
Yeah, fascinating. So fascinating headlines. Yes. So anyway, um, what's what's interesting? Um, how are we going for time? We, oh, we, we, got, uh, we got a bit more. We, time. We got a bit more time, and then we'll have to probably go a little bit longer um, with our news headlines because there's just so much to share, folk. Because I haven't been here for over a month. So. <laughs> it's like you got out of a box. I'm telling you, you think you think that I've been in isolation for a week? <laughs> anyway, check this out. This is um, this is interesting. What Rachel Bronson. She's the, the group's president, these, you know, this atomic scientist um, board. Mm-hmm. And she says, um, every time we, we look at the clock, we ask two important questions, two all important questions. And here they are. Here are the two questions that they ask. Is humanity safer or at greater risk this year compared to last year? Okay, that's the first question. The second one, and is humanity safer or at a greater risk this year compared to the 75 years we've been asking the question. <laughs> and she's like, no, we're no better off. We're mm-hmm. no better off. We're just hanging on by our fingertips. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just got our noses above the water. Yep. And, um, and I just want to finish off here and just share with you, this was really fascinating. This was from um, the Washington Post um, article on the Doomsday Clock. And uh, this is what Rachel Bronson uh, shared, and this is how they finished their article. And I thought, wow, if only they knew the truth. And, um, you know, this is amazing. She goes on, she says, um, uh, we believe that because humans created these threats, so basically the, the major threats are nuclear, um, climate change, mm-hmm. they're the two big ones, and as well, you know, cyber-related uh, security issues, misinformation, and um, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? They're kind of, they, they call them, you know, sort of threat, you know, threat compilers or, yep. you know, adding, adding to those two big things, which are the nuclear and the climate change. Mm-hmm. All right. She says, because humans have created these threats, we can reduce them. But doing this is not easy and has never been... So it requires serious work and global engagement at all levels of society. Now, with all due respect to Rachel Bronson, you know, the president of this, you know, um, you know, pretty, pretty big sort of uh, science community and society, we have created the mess, but we are not in a position to be able to solve this mess. Jesus mm. and his second coming alone will solve this mess that we created 6,000 years ago. That's when the doomsday clock started ticking. Ah, oh, that's 6,000 years ago. You should preach on this. I did last Saturday <laughs> at my church. I Sounds preached like the it. sermon. I got really excited. I got really excited. I almost lost my voice how excited I got. So, um, but anyway, um, look, Jesus yes, is the only one. Yes, we created the mess, but we cannot solve this mess. There's only one way to only get Jesus. out of this mess and it's to give your life to Jesus. And that is why Jesus said, and, and, our, and our program is called Looking Up for a Reason. What did Jesus say? He said, when you see all these things beginning to happen and come to pass, look up for your redemption draws near. Mm, draws near even at the doorstep. Mm-hmm. What was that headline? At Doom's Doorstep. Yes. And you know what? It's not just in the uh, COVID space that we're seeing, you know, and the Doomsday Clock and the COVID space that we're seeing uh, things that are really alerting us to the time that we live in. But um, even in our, you know, the way society is going and government and the things that we're talking about. Do you want to talk a little bit about the... um, Bill, that's being yeah, debated. the religious freedom. Yeah, Bill. I think today. everyone's aware that that's uh, actually being debated probably right now as we speak. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're in Canberra, and so 
Yeah, this one's this one's a very interesting dynamic in that um, we have Scott Morrison who promised the Australian people if they elected him and his government, he would ensure that uh, a religious uh, freedom bill, religious anti-discrimination bill would be passed. And so mm-hmm. we've waited three years and obviously there's been COVID to deal with in the last couple of years and that's kind of being used as a bit of an excuse of why we've had such a big hold-up. But anyway, now they've finally brought it. But now they're, they're all in a quandary. They're in a quandary both, and I'm not a political person, those of you who know me, I don't have any political aspirations and I don't have any political allegiances. I'm very neutral in that space. I just look at politics from a prophetic point of view. That's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. I look at it from a prophetic point of view that's telling sure. us that Jesus is drawing near. But what we have here, we have a quandary. We have, you know, the, the more conservative um, side of politics, which is the, the liberal and national party, you know, one side. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the Labor Party, which is the more um, liberal side, if I could use that term, you know, the left and the right and so on and so forth. And now, you know, the government's in a quandary um, it doesn't want to upset the Christians that are a big base, a big political voting base for it. Um, and so it wants to pass an anti-discrimination bill. However, it doesn't want to upset the LGBTIQ plus community by by having in that bill safeguards, especially for Christian schools, that will enable them to function um, as a Christian school and remain faithful to their calling and their convictions and their teachings and their faith. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> so the government's in between a rock and a hard place. It wants to please both groups. And so you have these... You can't these, do that, though, can you? Can't, you can't. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. That's right. You can't serve... But in politics, that's what they try and do. In order to try and get as many votes as possible from as many people as possible to get over the line, yes. um, they're willing to compromise. The Labor Party, likewise, you know, they're, they're, they're not in favour of this bill because it goes against their base, mm-hmm. you know, against their... The, the, the majority of their voters are not supportive of it and it won't go well for them. However... However, according to the last um, election results, they know that they missed out on a whole bunch of, you know, religious, not just Christians, but religious people, you know, Muslims and, 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 other, and other religious um, groups who voted against them because of their, of their, you know, approach, which was not seen to be encouraging and supporting um, traditional to, faith. Yeah, yeah, favorable faith. So they're trying to win over the the faith vote ah, so it's and all so about they're the compromising. Right now. It's all about politics yeah. and gaining those votes, and it's just horrible to see, um, you know, compromise. I don't know. You 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 mentioned something about what Labor would do. Well, I was just reading an article here, and that they said here, um, an MP said that if if Labor doesn't, you know get what they want here, then they are committing to removing discrimination if Labor wins the May election. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting times. Interesting and, um, times indeed. And um, and this is setting us up for what the Bible says will happen at the end. You know, this is, you know, the Bible speaks of the king of the north and the king of the south. We see that being played out right now with this polarization in politics and in society and with COVID in particular. So we're going to be unpacking that and dealing with that in the coming weeks fantastic. and how that fits into Bible prophecy. Uh, look, but there's a few more things we want to we share. we got more to talk about. Yeah, and so listen, don't go away, everyone. We're going to listen to... A song by Walter Artis, Hear the Trumpet Sound. You will enjoy this one.
Father Gabriel in that day. He'll take wings and fly away for to hear the trumpet sound in that morning. He will blow it in the east. He will blow it in the west. And we'll hear the trumpet sound in that morning. In that morning, my Lord, how I long to go for to hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Talk about me as you please, or talk about you on my knees, for I want to hear. That trumpet in that morning, just a while down here below, then to glory I will go for to hear the trumpet sound in that morning. In that morning, my Lord, how I long to go for to hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Shout and sing praises to my heavenly king For he'll make the trumpet sound in that morning Then on the wings of love I'll fly To the paradise on high When I hear the trumpet sound in that morning In that morning, my Lord, how I long to go For to hear the trumpet sound in that morning In that morning, my Lord, how I long to go for to hear the trumpet sound in that morning. Amen. Well, Amen. you're listening to Looking Up and we are continuing because Pastor Danny's just got news headlines and exciting We're just getting started. No. Coming out of his ears today. So what, what else did you want to share with us? Well, I want to share a couple more things with you and then we're going to go to our free offer. Is that right? Yep, and, sounds um, good. That'd be great. So, um, yeah, as I was saying before the break, um, we're, we're living in a in very much a polarized society at the moment, be it poli- politics, uh, be it social, you know, social polarization, um, economic polarization, you know, the haves and the have-nots. And so mm-hmm. this divide is taking place um, in so many different ways. The media, you know, yeah. is very polarized. Um, oh, yes. The COVID. You can get cancelled. Yeah, and this COVID, this COVID situation has polarized yeah. um, individuals. I mean, right now as we speak, you know, there's a convoy uh, heading – well, there's a convoy in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um, huge protests there in Canberra, um, I guess taking a leaf out of the, you know, the Canadian truckers mm-hmm. um, convoy, which is huge. And so it's so there's a lot of division, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear, 
Um, and there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger today. And um, Jesus told us that's, that's the world that we would be living in just before he returns. Because according to the book of Revelation, we are heading to what some have considered conspiracy, but no longer because now it's kind of becoming sort of mainstream news, the term New World Order. Wow. New World Order. Yep. I mean, once upon a time when I used to preach um, based on the book of Revelation, what Revelation describes, which is a New World Order, a different way of living, a different way of going about our work, you know, the things that we have treasured as freedoms that are ingrained in our constitution, in our way of life, um, are no longer, you know, will no longer be respected. Um, and at the top of that list, that religious freedom will no longer be respected, but there would be religious and faith mandates that would, um, you know, that would go against people's consciences and people's faith, and people wouldn't be able to buy and sell. I mean, that's a new world order. Yeah, it certainly is, and you it know? seemed extremely it impossible. Seemed How could ex- that ever happen? Oh, people thought you were a looney tune. I mean, people still think I'm a looney tune. Um, so, and they're probably half right. They're probably half right. Um, but you know, the thing, good. yeah, the, the the things that once upon a time were seen as extreme, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, the lunatic fringe, to use a phrase that we hear, you know, on the news. You know, concerning certain groups that they want to demonize and ostracize and and so on and so forth. Um, you know, this is no longer lunatic fringe stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, people can see the world has completely changed. There was a headline. There was a headline um, in one of the newspapers regarding um, the UK. You know, the UK, like Australia, pride themselves on on freedom. You know what I mean? Liberties. Yes. Um, like, like the Western world in general. I mean, you know, we're a happy-go-lucky country. We're happy as she goes. We're she'll be right, mate. Um, and they're like, I remember the headlines, reading the headlines, it was something along the lines of, um, you know, this was, you know, this was seen as impossible or we never believed that this could possibly happen. Something along those lines. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that were the headlines in the newspaper when the, when, when some of the mandates were being discussed. Um, they're in the UK and uh, they're pulling back from a lot of that and a number <laughs> of other nations are pulling back. But like in Canada, like at the moment in Canada, there are um, you know huge protests there in Ottawa in the capital. You know yeah, the I truckers. Something about that. Yeah. So, um, but now it's kind of really at a head, and they're not sure whether the you know whether the government's going to send in you know the heavy-handed um, police and even even potentially you know the the army or and so you know to try and disperse them or potentially arrest people. And Canadians are saying, this is our country of liberty. Mm-hmm. We sing about liberty. You know, we, we, we are a nation of freedom and liberty and, uh, and the ability to peacefully protest. But now you can't peacefully protest in many places. So what I'm trying to say by all this is that we are heading to that final showdown. Because I believe, and I said this toward the end of last year, I final believe... Final showdown that we the, see in... The book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. Revelation 13 describes the final showdown. And this, and this series that we're starting today, um, the three angels' messages, God's final message of love to the world, is the same message in importance as Noah's message was before the flood, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. John the Baptist and his message was to prepare people for the first coming of Jesus. 
This message that we're going to look at prepares people for the second coming of Jesus. I love There's it. There's no other message more important than this, Sharissa. Yes, and I love it because there's another way, a word we could use to describe it, and that's present truth. Yes, because yes, indeed. it's presently extremely true. Oh, and this <laughs> never been truer than right now. Never been truer, and I'm telling you, the headlines, like we talked about those, you know, doomsday clock headlines the last three years. Yep. I mean, they're straight out of scripture. You know, yes. God's trying to tell us not only through scripture, but through you know through secular headlines and through our newspapers and so on. Check out the latest Time magazine, okay, the latest Time magazine All right. Um, that I got in my mailbox just yesterday. Yep. And uh, the headline is How COVID Ends, Okay. the beginning of the end of COVID. And some of you probably have heard that. And, I'm not, and I've been suspecting that um, COVID is about to run its course. You remember toward the end of last year I actually said that. On air, he he's made a few good <laughs> prophecies, folks. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, towards the end, of, I mean, I'm just looking at because I look at I look at the news headlines from a prophetic point of view. That's right. You know, I don't look at it from you know uh, you know there there are political commentators out there. You know, they're looking at it from one point of view. They've got their biases and so on and so. On. They're looking at it from a political. No, I look at news headlines from a prophetic point of view. That that squares up with what the Bible says, the words of Jesus, the words of Paul, the words of Revelation and John, the words of mm-hmm, Daniel, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so forth. And um, and it's interesting that in this um, uh, this Time magazine, as I pointed out, the front cover, how COVID ends, and it's the February fourteen, February twenty one edition, and uh, the headline here is the beginning of the end, and um, and it goes on subtitle: COVID nineteen is learning. To live with us, it might be time we'd learn to live with it. And um, and here they go on and they talk about, um, you know, how Omicron is obviously far more uh, easily spread, but it's nowhere near as dangerous and deadly uh, for most people. For most people, there are obviously many that are still suffering tremendously and people losing their lives, as we're well aware. Um, but it appears they're saying that um, Omicron, if it sweeps through the world, um, if 60 to 70 percent or more of the population, um, you know, get, uh, you know, get get the virus or or their um, what do you call it? Or they're vaccinated and boosted yes, and yes. so forth. You know, either or um, very soon, probably toward the end of this year, at the very latest, um, Omicron. Will, well, COVID will no longer be a pandemic, but it will then move to an endemic. Ah, um, so there's an gonna, end game and insight. And we're going to be living with it. But that means <laughs> that good. means there's something else on the way. Because uh, Bible prophecy says there's something else on the way. Well, and that's true. what we're going to be dealing with. And that's true because, like, um, Jesus used that description of birth pains mm, and the contractions. And it's like this has been a bit of a contraction. We know there's another one coming. Yeah, it is. It. But as I've pointed out, Sharissa, what we've seen with COVID has set – the framework, the Absolutely. logistics, basically the architecture. It's set if up the structure. It set up the structure for the final events of Bible prophecy. Because when you read the book of Revelation, there are so totally many agree. similarities yes. to what is going on right now. And that's why people have asked us, and we're going to deal with, you know, they've said, is this, is this the mark of the beast? Is the <laughs> vaccine the mark of the beast? Because there's so many similarities. similarities. And so we've obviously said, no, it's not. But it is creating the mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you create a mindset first and then you roll out your big plan, you know, without going into details and we don't have time. But Hitler, 
There's no way Hitler would have been allowed by the German people to do what he did. I mean, you can't keep you can't keep a secret what he was doing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to people who lived within his nation, you know, the Jewish community who were part of, you know, the Jewish nation. You know, you can't do that to a group of people, a minority. You can't do that in broad daylight and have millions of people you know, accept that unless you have first and foremost created a mindset, a new mindset. Call it brainwash, you call it whatever, you create a mindset. New way of thinking. A new way of thinking. And then people are willing, you know, they believe it's in their best interest. They're told it's for the greater good mm-hmm. and they're willing to go along with it. So I believe we are living very much on the edge. I believe we're living on the doorstep. Did someone say that? On the doorstep? (laughs) The doomsday clock. Yeah, on the doorstep of midnight. And that's the coming of Jesus. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm also, I have an urgency to try and help my family, my friends, uh, church family, neighbors, friends, community, you know, prepare for the coming of Jesus. So I have a real urgency about that. And you know what? And our listeners, of course. Yes. And some of them may be thinking, hang on a minute, there's a lot of things that I don't know what the mark of the beast is. And I don't really know much about the book of Revelation. That's okay. That's why we're having this program because we want to study the Bible. We want to study those themes. What does, what does Jesus have to say about these things so that you and I can be ready to meet him when he comes because he is coming soon. And that's, that's the great theme of scripture uh is there anything else you want to add to all of that oh look i think i think that's probably um sufficient um there are a few other things but we've got we've got plenty more weeks ahead and i will be sharing um a few other things that are extremely prophetically significant um and so but yeah the exciting thing sharissa is that yeah we are living in the most exciting time in human history and um you know just just the thought of being part of that final generation, you know, stirs my heart, part of that final generation that will usher in the coming of Jesus, part of that final generation that God will use through the Holy Spirit to to share the message, you know, behold, the bridegroom is coming, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. message that's going to be shared, you know, at midnight mm-hmm. um, or as we head towards midnight. So it's really, really exciting that we are living at that time. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we've got some exciting news. We wanted to make a mention of it in this break, uh, sorry, in this segment before we have our um, song. But, uh, you know, we always offer a prize and we usually offer a prize to the first, second or third person who contacts us on this program. And the, the way you obtain the prize is we give you a code word and um, you call in and text us. But guess what? For the first time ever... Okay. In the looking up. Here we go. Here we go. Because it's getting close to midnight. So here we go. So just don't go anywhere. Basically, today, if anyone calls or texts us, we have an unlimited supply of this um, prize today, which means you can all be a winner. Cool. Isn't that amazing? Everyone's a winner. So I guess the code word so that our studio knows what we are calling in for, what could the code word be for today? 
Oh, is there going to be a code Let's word again? Let's just say that we know what okay. offer that they're um, calling in for. There's going to be a code word, and we will call the code word soon. Soon. S-O-O-N, because we're talking about the soon return of Jesus. So, if you call or text us with the word soon, you will receive a beautiful book. It's called The Invitation. I was just reading it here as you were talking. It's a powerful book that contains the stories of people whose lives were destroyed by circumstances and the love of God rebuilt them up. It sounds like a fantastic read. If you want to obtain this free copy for yourself, call or text us on 0491-064-669 with the word Soon and it's Soon. yours. Free book. It's Amen. amazing. Amen. I love this. I love this station. I know. Isn't it so amazing? many good things? If you listen oh, to we only FM. give away good things. <laughs> we only point people people to Jesus and That's prepare right. people for the soon. That's return. right. We're going to go to a beautiful song when the bridegroom comes, oh, and then we continue has done it again. and begin our Bible study now. Yep, we will in the Book of Revelation. See the bride and the spirit are one And won't you who are thirsty invite him to come With your door open wide Won't you listen
song when the bridegroom comes you're listening to looking up and we are just trekking through our program today now we want to study the bible together and just before we do a reminder for you if you're listening and you would like to obtain today's wonderful free offer literally anyone everybody's a winner today everyone's a winner if you call or text us with the word soon to our studio number on 0491-064-669 you will receive a beautiful little book by Alejandro Bullion. I hope mm. I said that right. Uh, he's a top evangelist. Okay. Here it's entitled The Invitation. True stories that will change your life. I actually think I'd like to write yeah. it for this one. I'm actually planning. Shell, can you put me down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the blurb here says, You may think that your life makes no sense, that there is no forgiveness or hope for you. But each of the stories in this book will lead you to believe in a power that is above and beyond your own self. The great need of every man and woman is God's great opportunity to save you. And so I don't know about you, but this is a book everybody should want. Mm. Call or text us 0491-064-669 with the word soon, and that book is yours. Pastor Danny, I think we should study the Bible. We shall, we shall. We've been dealing with uh, a lot of items um, that are prophetically significant. And um, now we want to take a look at this final message of God's love indeed. So um, so do you want to lead us in prayer? And then we'll dive right in. Okay, let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity we have to study the Bible together with our listeners now. We invite your Holy Spirit to lead us and help us to understand it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, as Charissa and I have been sort of discussing and um, pondering what to deal with at the beginning of this new year, um, I really thought and, and prayed and based on the times that we're living in, I'm like, Lord, where shall we go? You know, what, what shall we talk about? What's, what's relevant? And as Charissa said, you know, present truth, that really needs to be front and center. And so this series that we are beginning today, and it's going to be over a number of weeks. We're just going to take it little by little and uh, you know, unpack it, pull it apart, really get to understand this message um, is present truth. It's God's final message of love to, to the world. It's the gospel in an end-time context. Absolutely. The gospel in an end-time context. The gospel for today. The gospel for today, indeed. And um, because in Matthew 24... Jesus gave us a number of signs concerning his coming when we would know that his coming was near, even at the doors. But he said there would be one final sign when that is completed, when that is being ticked off, that's when he will come. And what is that final sign? That the gospel must be preached in all the world and then the end will come. Exactly. And that's in Matthew 24, verse 14. And um, so, so... This message is the gospel in an end-time context. It's present truth. And so there is no more important message than the three angels' messages that we're going to look at, which is the everlasting gospel. So these three messages that we're going to be looking at over the coming weeks and months are are the gospel unpacked. Wow. So there may be people here who have never heard of the three angels Mm. of Revelation. 
you just need to keep listening to this yeah. uh, channel and you're going to hear it unpacked like you've never heard it before. Absolutely. So, so without, without, without sounding in a dramatic and, um, you know, sort of... Because ex- you never sound no, dramatic. No, I never sound dramatic. No, definitely <laughs> not. Um, but this really is the most important series that we will ever deal with. This uh, is it. Yes. This is it. So um, anyway, hope and pray you can continue to tune in. Invite your friends, your your enemies. Everyone needs to hear this message. Um, so, and if you do happen to miss out or whatever, or you want to listen to it again, they can go to the Faith FM website Faith FM and website. Um, the podcast. They absolutely can. Get the app. And sit and listen to your heart's content. Absolutely. So they'll be on there and um, for you to for you to tune in. Okay. So what what we're going to do today is a bit of a bit of an introduction um, because we're going to start looking at the book of Revelation. We're going to spend a lot of time in the book of Revelation over these coming weeks, and so it's important to have a bit of a a bit of an introduction. Now, some of our listeners may be well familiar with the book of Revelation. They may have studied it. Um, at length and may be well familiar with, with, with the structure and with the symbolism and the mm-hmm, messages. Mm-hmm. But there may be some who are tuning in right now, Sharissa, who Revelation, they're not even sure whereabouts well, it is in the Bible. Well, I don't, yeah, true. And I'd hasten to say there's probably many people who really have no idea what's in Revelation. That's the right. The majority listening That's right. may not. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people who are afraid of the book. And I'm talking Christians. True, I've met some of them. Yeah, they're, they're afraid of the book because there's these strange beasts in there and cryptic language. It's and like underst- out of a Hollywood movie or something. Yeah, and I understand where they would come from when you read it like that. Oh, absolutely. just looking at it from that angle. <laughs> absolutely. And um, I mean, a lot of Christians are discouraged from reading that final book of the Bible, mm-hmm. which is uh, the book of Revelation. So we're going we're, we're gonna to look at that and we're going to just try and get a handle on the overall um, picture of the book sure. of Revelation, the overall structure, and in particular, um, where these three angels' messages fit within the structure of the book of Revelation, because that tells us their significance. And I'm going to share okay. that as we go along. I'm looking forward to that. All right. So firstly, um, I just want to look at three reasons, three reasons, three big reasons. I mean, I've been studying the book of Revelation with people now for 20 odd years. And um, so I've, been, you know, I've spoken to many people and I've asked, you know, you know, why why were you hesitant yep. to study the book? Because once they get into it, once you begin to help them understand, they're so excited, it becomes almost their favorite book. And for me, it is my favorite book of the Bible. So I just love the book of Revelation. Amen. Um, anyway, I'm going to give you the reasons why. But anyway, people uh, don't read or haven't read or whatever the book of Revelation for, I guess, three primary reasons, I would say. Number one, they say it's too scary. Secondly, they say it's impossible to understand. Yep, heard that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And the third one, they, they don't think it's relevant. It's true. A lot They're of people like, think. It's not really relevant to my life. I mean, yeah. how can this be relevant to my life? Seems too um, cryptic. Yeah, yeah it's impossible to understand. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, for some people it's like, yeah, just... It's just not relevant. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of the three main things. So let's just take a look at uh, let's just take a look at them. Firstly, let's go to the Book of Revelation and let's see. Let's seek to answer that first question. Um, you know, is it scary? Okay. Yes, yes. Revelation chapter one, and I'm going to invite you. And if our listeners have their Bibles handy, if you're at home um, or you're somewhere where you can pull out a Bible, or whether it's on your phone or wherever, you may want to track with us. Um, so Revelation chapter 1 and mm-hmm. verses 1 to 3. Do you want to read how the, 
Oh, I love this. How how it's introduced, yeah. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Okay, thank you so much. So, so the first question I've got for you, Sharissa, is who is this uh, revelation of? I'm so glad you asked that question because it's really, really important. It says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, follow-up question. Is Jesus Christ scary? Did he scare people when he was here on this earth 2,000 years ago? Well, I guess there were some people that yeah. demons felt scared of yeah, him. But, were, but but I'm talking about everyday people who were seeking they and were searching, very that had open hearts. Extremely attracted. Little children came and wanted to sit on his lap. And I love, too, how John the Baptist, when he saw him coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. No one's really afraid of a lamb. No. <laughs> Jesus isn't scary. That's right. So this is this is Jesus. And, I mean, um, yes, Jesus was very forthright, mm-hmm. was very straightforward, but he was very compassionate. He, he was. was very loving. And, um, and, he, and, and everything that he did, I mean, one author, you know, one of our favorite authors, um, Ellen White, she says um, that he had tears in his voice. You know, whenever he uttered, you know, rebukes, um, uh, especially to the religious leaders, and you can read about that in Matthew 23, um, it was always in love, you know. And in fact, Revelation chapter three, and we we read this, and mm. when we dealt with the seven churches, the the church of Laodicea, Jesus says, "Those whom I love, I rebuke and chasten." So, like a parent who loves their child, disciplines him or her out of love, you know, in an appropriate manner. Um, we do it out of love to help our children grow and develop and to become, you know, mature and um, happy and healthy, and you know fitted young people and, and adults for life, so too whatever God does in discipline, in rebuke, it's always out of love. Amen. And so Jesus was just loving, mm-hmm. you know, all the way through. And so it's not scary. Mm-mm. The book's not scary because it's focused on Jesus Christ. He is the very center of the book. And basically anyone who loves Jesus, they will love this book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the second word there says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. That's interesting. Um, that word revelation. What does that word revelation mean? Yeah, look, I've got I've got here in the notes. It's a in Greek. It's the word apokalupsis, and it means to reveal, to disclose, to uncover. Yeah, that's Strong's concordance. That's what the word means. But it's interesting that most people today, when they think of apocalypse, what do they think of? end of the world. The end of the world. Yes, they do. And, um, you know, our view, our viewers, I was going to say, our listeners, our listeners can't see um, these two these two newspaper headlines um, that I've got here on my computer screen, um, one, from, one from the Daily Telegraph and uh, another one from, I'm not sure what that newspaper is, another Australian newspaper, but those two front page headlines were Apocalypse Now in connection with the with the Black Saturday bushfires mm-hmm. there in Victoria back in 2009, I believe. Yes, back in 2009, February. Mm-hmm. And um, another one here in connection with that tsunami that hit Japan. And the front yeah. cover of the newspaper used the word Apocalypse. I remember that day. Yeah. So when people think of apocalypse they think of doom and gloom but yet the book of revelation 
is the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of who he is. It it reveals him, it uncovers him. And this book, if I could say this, Sharissa, the book of Revelation uncovers not only the love and the plan of Jesus Christ to save each and every person, because he is front and center in this book. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus or the Lamb appears, I think, how many? 29 times. Mm -hmm. I think 29 times in the book of Revelation. Um, But also this book reveals God pulls back the curtain on how Satan is seeking to deceive and distract and ultimately destroy those who he can he can he can woo onto his side. Ah, so it unmasks yeah. um the devil's plans. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um I don't know if there's anything else you want to share on that. Oh, um, I think you've you've uh, said it well, but when you say it reveals, you know, a revelation of of Jesus, like how would you describe Jesus in scripture? Like I mean, you kind of already asked me but Jesus, I would describe him as one who offers hope. Mm. Hope. And I love that scripture in First Timothy chapter one, verse one. Maybe you want to read that for us. First Timothy chapter one, verse one. Sure. At the beginning of his of his letter to young Timothy, Paul uses some very interesting words. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Saviour and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. You could even put in brackets, our only hope yeah. is Jesus. So so the good news of the gospel, um, the good news of Jesus Christ, and we're, get, we're going to get to that word gospel in a little bit, um, is that the Lord Jesus Christ, he is really our hope, our mm-hmm. only hope. Mm-hmm. And um, so this book of Revelation is right from the get-go saying that Jesus Christ, he alone is our hope. He Amen. alone is our hope. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. All right. So the the next question, you know, it's impossible to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people say. It's impossible to understand. I mean, you know, when you start reading through and you come across these strange beasts yes. and um, this cryptic language, and people are like trumpets and seals, yeah, trumpets, and seals, this harlot, this wormwood. scarlet harlot, yeah, wormwood, these scorpions <laughs> and. And you name it, you know these for right, living creatures, two yeah, for elders, <laughs> yeah, all this, all this stuff, and you know these, um, these four horsemen, mm-hmm. you know, and so and there's plagues as well at the end, and um, so yeah, pe- people are very confused, and so they're like, it's impossible to understand. Now, can we understand this book? Can we? Can we? What does the Bible say? Well, let's take a look and see what it says there. In verse 1. Could you read verse 1 again? The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. Okay. That word there, signified, literally in the original Greek, it means to give a message through signs and symbols. Ah, like it's signified. Yeah, it's signified. It's symbols. It's just like we've got um, road signs. You know, and other signs that tell us, you know, what's coming up. The red light tells you that it's time to stop. Green light tells you it's time to go. Orange says, well, just go a little bit quicker. Um, And so, yeah, there's signs and symbols. But anyway, we're going to continue. Let's listen to Signs of the Times before we do. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an appropriate song right now. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity. 
troubles man A paper called the Sunday Becomes worldwide command A time of trouble enters Such as never known to man Signs of the times are around us Prophets tell of glory Also tell of men and woe The Bible tells a story Of one this world hardly knows Daniel gives us warning Revelation tells us all Three angels fly from heaven With a message and a call Signs of the times around us Tell me the apocalypse will end soon Awake, look up and get ready for the end The King of Kings will soon descend And where will you, where will you be found, my friend? Judgment now is sitting, time's running out for man all around us. It's time to get positive and speak life into every situation. So join us every Thursday, Avo. 
afternoon, I can't say the word, for my new show, Speak Life, to learn how to navigate and find ways to speak life into every situation. No matter what gets thrown at you, we want to help equip you for the trials and struggles we all face and just have some fun talking together and speaking life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. everyone we're the double l team Lyle and lawson and you can join us every morning on the breakfast show we cover news that matters and do our encounter with god we also have an intense quiz great giveaways or inspiring music and best of all you can have your say and be a part of the brecky family we're live across australia so check your faith fm program for your local airtime Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. through our program but we have a few more things to talk about we're in the book of revelation this is looking up and before i just actually jump into that a reminder today's an amazing day here on the show because everybody can be a winner of today's Mm -hmm. uh, prize Mm -hmm. it's a book by alejandro bullion and it's entitled the invitation true stories that will change your life and uh, if you want to know what god offers to you and how he can restore your life and your family you need to get your hands on this book so you can have a copy. It's the code word to obtain it is the word soon. And you simply call or text us here in the studio on this number 0491064669 and that book is coming to you. But we're in the book of Revelation and uh, you were talking about how it's in signs. Yes, signs and symbols. Um, It's right there in the very first verse. Sharissa, yes. have you read that? Yes. You know, he's signified it or he's signified it. I remember that, as, yeah. as you pointed out. And I mean, we're we're familiar with signs. I was um, had the privilege last year. You may remember of heading up to Cairns uh, for my fiftieth birthday. My I love wife. Cairns. It's one of my yeah, favorites. Great, especially in winter time. Yeah, you know, Northern Australia in winter time is the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to spend winter there and um, spend you know summer down here yeah. or down in Tasmania. True, true. <laughs> so anyway, um, and there were these signs there that um, were in, you know, a couple of languages, but you didn't really need a language because, I mean, in, in Cairns, as we know, there's a lot of crocodiles. It was on the news. Mm-hmm. The crocodile story was on the news just now. But, um, and, uh, yeah, so you've got, you know, you've got a sign here um, of a crocodile and someone swimming in a big sort of like, I guess, a line through the person swimming. <laughs> so you don't, you don't need to understand English. It doesn't need to be in in any language, for you to know, don't go in that water. Don't swim in that water because what's in the water potentially? Crocodiles. Crocodiles. So, um, so everyone knows that. Everyone sees those symbols, those pictures. We know what all that means. In the same way, the book of Revelation has signs and symbols, and those symbols are unpacked. They are unlocked either in the book of Revelation itself or in other parts of the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so once you have those keys, you're able to match those symbols 
with what their meaning is, which is found in the book of Revelation, or as I said, the rest of Scripture, and voila, you have an answer. Right. For example, I might just give one one simple example. Okay, um, the book of Revelation talks about uh, a beast in Revelation thirteen verse one coming up out of the sea. Mm-hmm. Right, coming up out of the sea. In Daniel 7, you've got beasts coming up out of the sea. And that's rather strange because the only beasts coming out of the sea are whales and sharks. And yeah, that's right. That's and they don't go- really come out no, of the sea. No, they don't so. come out. <laughs> they don't come out. I guess the only beast that we're aware of that kind of came out of the water was the one that swallowed Jonah. That's you right. know, the fish that. I mean, you've got crabs and stuff, and, you know, they. It's not really a beast. No, it's not a beast. Yeah, but, yeah, big beasts, I mean, they don't come out of the water. And it described the beast, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it does. The Bible describes it. It describes it. Now, if you go to Revelation 17, verse 15, sure, so if you want to read Revelation 17 and verse 15, we discover there the Bible tells us what the water represents, what the sea represents. Okay. Well, the Bible says, Then he said to me, The waters which you saw where the harlot sits, that's another sign, mm-hmm. uh, peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Okay. So it gives us a key. It gives us a key. So what does water represent or what does the sea represent? The waters which you saw are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Okay. So lots of people, yeah. you know. Um, uh, uh, a densely inhabited place, okay? Yes, That's, yes. Because there, there, there's another beast in Revelation 13, verse 11, that comes up out of the earth. That's right. So if this beast comes up out of the earth and a beast represents a kingdom in Bible prophecy and we have that that um, explanation or we have that key open for us in Daniel chapter 7, yes. then the land... Well, the earth represents the opposite to the sea, of course, so this would be a kingdom that would arise in a sparsely populated place. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And and that's how you work through Revelation. I love it. And so it's really, really easy to to understand. So we're just basically letting the Bible... Interpret yeah, itself for exactly. us. We're not, we're not going to make it up. No, that's right. We don't go to Google. We don't go to YouTube. We don't go anywhere. We let the Bible explain itself. It's a fascinating book, isn't it, that it can actually do that? It can. Yeah. yeah all great. the keys, all the keys to understand the book of Revelation and any prophecy are found in the Bible itself. You don't need to go okay. elsewhere, which is that's fantastic. That's really good. Really good. Now, there's something really, really important, uh, Sharissa, back to Revelation chapter one, and mm-hmm. that is. If you could read verse 3 for me again, please. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Okay. This is the only book in the whole Bible. There are 66 books. This is the only book where there is a blessing attached to the person who will read this book. Wow. Makes it pretty important then. Extremely So if important. you want to be blessed, you should read this book. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're saying to everyone that's listening is if you continue tracking along with us through this program, you're going to receive a blessing from that's God. Right. And you will fully understand this final message of God's love to the world. How exciting. Absolutely. So this is a book that's, that's open. It's mm-hmm. for us to understand. There's a blessing to those who will, you know, read, hear, and keep, you know, put into practice. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. And then... And notice, so that's how the book begins. Notice how the book ends in Revelation 22 and verse 10. The Bible says in Revelation 22 verse 10, And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Okay, so before we have the time is near, mm-hmm. and now we've got the time is at hand, do not seal it. Yeah. It's, it's, it needs to be read, it needs to be understood 
because this is God's final appeal to the world through this final book of the Bible Wow! that is focused on who? On Jesus. On Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus the Christ. The revelation of You could say this is the fifth gospel, the fifth and final gospel. Well, how could we be certain that God's going to help us understand his final message of love okay. to the world? Well, there's a great promise in James 1 verse 5. Do you want to read that for us, please? All right. The Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. That's a beautiful promise. Beautiful promise. So James we, 1.5. We ask of God mm-hmm. wisdom and he has promised he will give it to us. Amen. Because you think about it, Sharissa, would, would God say blessed is he who reads and uh, he who hears and he who keeps the prophecy of this book because of time. Would God say you are blessed and then you can't understand it? <laughs> I don't think sense? there would be any blessing in that. No, there wouldn't be. And that would be confusing and that would be right. painful. Mm-hmm. You know, to, so, so God promises to give us wisdom if we are willing. Amen. So, And it's a book that is extremely relevant because as we pointed out, you know, the time is near, the time is at hand. This is a what book. What time? This is speaking of the coming of Jesus. Okay. So the book of Revelation written 2,000 years ago, was written for for the generation back then, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that lived two thousand years ago in the time of John and the seven churches in particular, which we looked at, you know, toward the end of last year. Uh, but it's also a book that has been relevant to Christians for the last two thousand years. But and here's the big but: mm-hmm. it's especially relevant, as I have read it, for the final generation that will be living just before Jesus comes. And the reason I say that is because the book of Revelation is in two halves. You've got the first 11 chapters. There's 22 chapters in total. The first 11 chapters of the book of Revelation are focused more on the historical period from the time of John all the way to the beginning of the time of the end. And Mm -hmm. as we've discovered, the time of the end began in 1798. That's right. At the end of the 1260-year period, which we're going to look at and we're going to get to. So in case our All listeners right. That's good. like, what, 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 you know, what <laughs> Where happened did that in come 17, from? Exactly. Where did 1798 come from and what's this 1260-year yeah. period and all that? We're going to get to that. that that's all part of our study. Um, we don't have time for that today mm-hmm. because today's a bit of an introduction. But from 1798, those last 11 chapters focus all the way to the coming of Jesus and beyond and to the millennium and and people are thinking millennium, what's that? We're going to get to that and to the new heaven and the new earth, which ends. So the last 11 chapters of the book of Revelation, the second half is specifically dealing with about 200 years of of history, of Christian history, where the first 11 chapters is dealing with eight with about 1,700 years of Christian history. So 1,700 years in the first 11 chapters, 200 years or so ah, in the last 11 chapters. So you can see the significance yeah. Yeah, okay. of the second half. And we're going to be specifically stepping through yeah. a chapter in the second half. That's right. That's right. And so our main focus will be the second half of the book of Revelation. And, um, and the key theme, the key theme is a word beginning with W in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And what's that? Worship. Worship. That's the key theme in the book of Revelation, worship. That word appears over and over again. I, I did a count. Yeah. And you can do a count. Yeah. And I've underlined it in my Bible. I've underlined it. <laughs> have you as well, have you? Yeah. The word worship appears 24 times. Yeah. Worship or worship or worships, you know, any one of those three. Um, it's the same word in the original. Um, appears, yeah, 24 times. And 
you discover that the bulk of those times the word worship appears is in what half of the book? That second half. That second half of the book. And in particular, in the very heart of the final controversy between good and evil where the worship war you know, comes to a climax, it appears eight times in Revelation 13 wow. and 14, eight times wow. in the heart of the book. So what you're really saying is this book is going to live up to its name oh, as we wow. study. It is the it's, unveiling. It's it huge. pulls back the curtains huge. and huge. we see huge. what God huge. is up to and we see how, what his enemy is up to. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I guess there's no other way to describe it than a great cosmic conflict this between is good and evil. This is it. This is the great controversy. The struggle. Yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, God, God unveils the reality so that you and I can make a conscious choice as to who we will give our allegiance to, who we will worship. And it's fascinating that this book was given to John by God through the angel in vision on the Lord's day, which is the Sabbath day, which is the day of worship. Mm. So the book that's all about worship is was given on the day of worship to John. Wow. And that's in that's Revelation powerful. 1 verse 10. Revelation Amazing. 1 10. Where John and, Yeah, John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet, and then he goes and describes. Amazing. And you know that this is not something that Satan really wants people to hear, too, because if I recall correctly, John, the one who Jesus gave this revelation yeah. to, had been thrown into a pot right. of boiling order, oil right. by order of the Emperor Domitian to try and wipe him out, but God miraculously preserved his life. And Absolutely. It was after that, he received this amazing revelation from Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So um, he's the only disciple, John is the only disciple that didn't suffer martyrdom. All the other disciples suffered martyrdom. They tried to kill him. You know, um, tradition, you know, Christian tradition tells us that they put him in boiling hot oil, but they couldn't, they couldn't snuff out his life because God had a plan and a purpose for him. Just like the three Hebrews in the fiery furnace and, and Daniel in the lion's den, they could not take him out because God had a plan. And so they exiled him on the island of Patmos. Wow. I'm really looking forward to, to this study in the next, uh, yeah. Few few weeks on our program. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting, and um, yeah, there's there's a lot more that that we can say. And um, next week we'll carry on the journey. But I just want to point out that this section that we're going to be looking at in particular is the very heart of the book of Revelation. Um, it's it's the bullseye of the book of Revelation. So if people don't get everything else, if they just get this, it'll be a real help. Oh, absolutely. This this uh, study that we're going to be dealing with over the coming weeks and months is is really the the centerpiece everything else revolves around. So it's like the bullseye. It's oh, it's the right. it's the center and all the spokes go out um, on all the other things that we need to know about, you know, preparing for the coming of Jesus. This is it, the three angels messages. It's Amen. the center, it's the bullseye. Amen. Well, um, I guess we're going to say some final summative thoughts in, when we come back because there's a song we want our listeners to hear. But um, just enjoy this study. Stay with us. It's going to be a blessing, and uh, it is no secret what God can do. And so we're going to listen to Jimmy Rogers, and uh, then we come back with our final thoughts on this program. The chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have long 
For added strength Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened For I bring hope to you It is no secret What God can do What He's done for others He'll do for you With arms wide open He'll pardon you It is no secret What God can do Just take him at his promise Don't run away and hide It is no secret What God can do What he's done for others He'll do for you It is no secret what God can do. What God can do. What a beautiful song. A reminder oh. that God can do anything. It's no secret. <laughs> well, mean. Pastor Danny, thank you for taking us to the book of Revelation this afternoon and really helping us to understand how important it is, how relevant it is, and how it's not something to be afraid of. What are some final thoughts that you would like for our listeners to really cogitate on for the next... Oh, that's a big word. Okay, okay uh, <laughs> think on, oh, yeah. ruminate on. I was going to say, you got to explain what I'm going to try to answer. <laughs> Yeah, what do you want us to be thinking about um, okay. as we leave? Look, this? I uh, t- today was an introduction um, mm-hmm. to the book of Revelation just to help you understand how the book is uh, structured and the importance and the relevance of it and that it's not a scary book, um, as many believe. It's not a book that's <laughs> impossible to understand, and it's a book that's very relevant to us. Mm-hmm. I hope and pray that our listeners have had the opportunity of seeing, well, seeing that, I'm saying that in a sort of... Um, uh, hearing that, hearing that, yes, <laughs> and um, yeah. it, I, I think it's really important that we understand that this book, this final book of the Bible, is centered on Jesus Christ. It's centered on Jesus Christ. There's mm-hmm. a wonderful blessing attached to those who will read, and the blessing is, the blessing is that you will get to know more clearly the plans that Jesus has for your life. The plans that Jesus has for the lives of those around you, your family, your friends, your neighbors. And, um, and 
It also helps us, and we're going to look at this more so, but it helps us understand the news headlines. Mm. It makes sense of the confusing and uncertain times that we live in because right. people, people, be they in the media, be they just everyday Joes um, out in the streets, they're scratching their heads. They're wondering what on earth is going on. Why are these things going on? Where is it all leading to? And the book of Revelation has all the answers. Absolutely. The Bible gives us answers those questions on purpose and mm. morality and destiny, the deep questions of every human heart. And uh, I'm so excited by the study today. And I'm looking forward to where this journey takes us in the next few weeks and on the Looking Up program. Um, we're so glad that you've joined us. And uh, before we maybe close in prayer, I just want to remind everybody um, – Actually, I'll remind you after. Let's pray. Yeah, sure. Do you want to close in prayer? Hey, I've done plenty of talking. Oh, okay. You want you me probably, to? Yeah, you probably need to. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I've heard enough from me. All right. Well, let's let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, Lord, we just pause to acknowledge you and to say thank you so much for mm. blessing our time, for helping us to better understand the book of Revelation, which is the revelation of Jesus Amen. Christ. We pray, Lord, for our listeners that you bless each one. And as we study the Bible together, may you shine a light on the scriptures so that our hearts may not only understand, but that we may love you more. And we just want to be ready when Jesus comes. Be with us, we pray. And uh, thank you for this time in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Look, I just wanted to remind everybody that today was a very unique day on the program. We were able to have a free offer for everybody. There's a prize giveaway for anybody who calls a bit mm. like uh, it's very appropriate. That's like what, the gospel. Like the, the gospel. Jesus, for all, for that's all. right. Jesus is coming to me, all yeah, you who labor. Indeed. And he says that to everyone, for Amen. God so loved the whole world. So look, today's uh, prize is for anyone and everyone who connects with us here in the studio. Simply call or text us with the word soon to 0491-064-669 and you will receive an in a book called The Invitation. I just... As I read the blurb about it, it's just such a powerful book. I, as you read it, you might even see a reflection of yourself in it because it's a collection of true stories mm. of lives that God has changed by his power and transformed by his love. So you will want to get that book um, soon. <laughs> Text the word soon, 0491064669. We look forward to continuing our study together in the heart of Revelation next Wednesday afternoon. And until then, just keep remembering that fear looks around, regret looks back. But faith isn't like that. Faith keeps looking up. God bless you. We look forward to having you back next week. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain. Deep in your heart Keep looking up Don't give up Don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer All your cares He will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me